Hello and welcome to the MTG Profits Podcast, Episode 7. We are glad and happy to have you join us here to talk about Magic the Gathering and all the financial news. Uh, my name is Andy, and I'm joined as always with my other host, Devin. Hey, guys. So, ready to, uh, ready to talk about week? some magic? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. We've got, uh, I guess we'll start with our news items before we move on. Um, first news item for the day is, uh, 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 I guess a, a little bit of a sad but sort of expected piece of news. Wizards has officially pulled the plug on Brawl, which was their, um, their, uh, one of their multiplayer formats. It was relatively recently started, I think around the time of, um, the Battle Bond booster boxes, I believe, is when Brawl came out. And um, so uh, they have already, as of a, a month ago, uh, already pulled the plug on that. So it's a, kind of unfortunate. But, so Brawl uh, was basically the same thing as Commander, but it had a rotating uh, set of cards. That's right, me. that's right. You know, it's sort of understandable why, they would, why it would fail. I, I, I think... The commander has a lot of appeal to a casual audience, and um, the last thing a casual audience wants is rotating cards. You know, they, you know, they don't want to sit here and have to worry about keeping their their um, their commander style deck, you know, standard legal for goodness sake. So, um, you know, it, it, it's it was sort of a dumb idea to begin with, in my opinion, <laughs> but. But once they had it, they, they should have stuck with it for, I would say, at least a year instead of, like, you know, 60 or 90 days where they abandoned it almost instantly. And um, I'm afraid that with the, with the death of Brawl, other cooler formats also see their demise and or, you know, lack of support like the Two-Headed Giant and stuff. And, you know, because the Brawl had some cards in it that were really good for the Two-Headed and... You know, I, I actually enjoy Two-Headed Giant when I when I get to play it. I, I agree. I totally like yeah. the, the Two-Headed Giant. I actually prefer to play that in events now than, like, standard yeah. drafts or even or, or sealed um, events. It's just so much faster. You know, you don't have to sit there for hours queuing up and yeah, waiting. Sure. I like the, the team aspect. Yeah. You can play with a friend, and, you know, it's just a little more enjoyable, I think. Yeah, I think not only that, too. I think having two players on a team seems to slightly reduce your risk of mana flood or mana screw. Mm -hmm. You know, at least someone else might be able to carry the weight a little bit. And, yeah. You know, and then the other player who gets mana screwed early can can come out guns blazing later. I, you know, I feel it, it, it's sort of, you know, one of the things that I hate about the game is the mana screw, the mana flood. It's a very real problem. And, yeah. um, you know, and people think, oh, you're not building your decks properly. Like, well... I've been at it for a while. No, that's not the issue. It's a real problem. It's an actual issue. <laughs> it does seem you know? to happen. Uh, and no matter you know how you construct your deck, how much land, your ratios, all the sort of stuff. I mean, even the best decks are gonna. It's gonna happen. I, I can't yeah. tell you how many times you can't I've deny it. You can have your deck with you know a solid twenty-four mana, perfectly curved out, and still get flooded or screwed. It's just. Yeah. It's just really. It's almost a, a weakness inherent in the game. I, I think. Uh, it's a. I don't know. It just irritates you. But I feel that the the uh, the two headed is sort of avoids some of that, and it's fun and it's fast. So even though brawl in and of itself was kind of a dumb idea of a rotating commander format, 
I, I actually yeah. like that it produced cards for two-headed. So but, yeah, I do like that aspect of it. Yeah, I, I never played ball or brawl. I'll be honest, and honestly, I don't really have much interest in playing it either. Uh, I, I don't know. It seems like why why did you need to take commander and just make another flavor of it? I, I'm sure it was just to sell packs. I mean, it's sure. You know, if you have a rotating commander, if they can, there's so many more people that play casually than play, you know, competitively. You know, and commander is is a substantial block of that. In fact, it drives a lot of the casual prices. And um, I think that um, I think that Wizards wanted to really try to capitalize on that casual market by producing a format that rotated, because they love rotating formats. It's how they sell the most cards. But it just it doesn't work for you know, they try to take something and pervert it, you know, into... Yeah, it does feel like a... You know, an, an unfortunate... Perverted. Yeah, an unfortunate, sad, you know, unwanted stepchild. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That no one loves, that. and then they discard it instantly. <laughs> <laughs> discard so, target stepchild. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I, I'm not really sad to see Brawl go. I'm sad to see the cards that it generated go. Yeah, so. I, I agree with that. It, it does sound though that Wizards might, you know, they've hinted that they'll bring it back in the future, but we'll, we'll see. I, I wouldn't hold my breath. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I just like multiplayer. I like when they produce multiplayer cards. I like anything that promotes that. So, you know, I, I, I hate to see it go. I, that's and why I, I like the supplemental sets, too. Yeah, know, I, I really enjoy the supplemental sets. The conspiracies and all that. They've done a, a great job. I really like Battle Bond. I thought that was, yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, good cards. And, I, and uh, I, I guess along those lines, too, speaking of Commander, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of local players switch from being more casual, kitchen table, 60-card kind of decks to Commander. And that's what they yeah. play exclusively now, a lot of people. I think part of the reason is because the lack of rotation. You know, they have their cards, they like it, they can slowly build that deck more powerful over time. As better cards become available, they slot out a card, slot in a new card. I personally don't, don't enjoy the length of time that Commander games take, but I understand the appeal of it. You know, I, I understand why people like it, even though I feel that the games just drag too long. Exactly. I really don't want to devote that much time to a, a, a game. So. Yeah. But I understand the I understand the appeal. So goodbye, Brawl. Exactly. See ya. You in Sayonara. Care. <laughs> Not a whole lot, anyway. This is going the way of uh, Kamigawa. <laughs> exactly. Never to return, in all likelihood. Exactly. Adios. Yep. I think the next news item, I, I had an item here, and I was going to make an announcement earlier this week, but you're you're still in time to take advantage here. We've seen, you know, as always, there's place fluctuations up and down on, on cards, and with with anything I, I feel that's, you know, especially uncommons, when I see uncommons start to rise in prices, especially, you know, when we're talking $3, $4 for uncommons, then I start paying attention and... and in most cases, I feel that's the time to sell. So yeah, we, for sure. We yeah. saw some some fluctuations this week in some recent cards. So I would highly recommend that you sell, first off, the Curious Obsession. This was from Rivals of Ixalan. It's an uncommon blue card, one mana. Uh, it's an enchant aura. It's very similar to Curiosity, uh, except it gives you a plus one, plus one, and you have to sacrifice it if you didn't attack with that creature. Um, but this card is now going for around $3, so that's a, a decent price increase. 
And the other card is from Ixalan. Uh, it's a merfolk. This is one mana uh, for a 1-1 one, one creature. It's a, it's a siren pirate wizard. If, if I, I guess merfolk can be all of those things. Uh, it's flying, and it does have a unique ability. You can sac pay one blue and sacrifice it to counter target spell or ability that targets you or a creature you control. Which is pretty pretty good, and I'd say somewhat unique. Uh, at least. Yeah, it's a nice ability. It's um, it's similar to that curse catcher that we've seen in the past. Uh, exactly, and that gone up exactly. quite a bit. Yeah, and um, but you're right. This card's selling for four forty nine. The buy list price on this is two fifty at Channel Fireball. So they have some confidence that this card's going up, and yeah. um, that's a that's an amazing sell. I would definitely unload as many of these as I can get in my hands. Absolutely, that curiosity one, that curious obsession, that's an yeah. instant sell. Every single one I have, the siren siren storm color as well. I, I can't imagine this. You know what I think it is? I think it's because they're both from sets that were not opened very much of. Yeah. You know, the, the Ixalan and the Rivals of Ixalan. These were not sets that were cracked open to the high heavens like um, like um, Kaladesh and Aether Revolt. Mm -hmm. They didn't have any lottery cards. It was the first time in a while that there were no lottery cards, so people weren't chasing after the expeditions and the, the masterpieces. So I think sure. there were not... And the cards weren't that great, honestly, in yeah, either Ixalan exactly. or Rivals. So I think the... Uh, the lack of supply is what's driving the high cost of these cards. So, yeah, I agree. The, the great sell calls, great. great yeah, calls. get get rid of them both. Everybody so should start go. dumping instantly. Sell it, sell it right away. The Curious Succession from Ixalan, or I mean, from Rivals of Ixalan, and the Siren Storm Tamer from Ixalan. Both. Yep. Get those, rid of those as soon as you can. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Sell now. Hurry. <laughs> Very good. I know uh, earlier this week we both went to the trouble of downloading and uh, played some of the arena, and I know you had uh, started into it a little bit uh, earlier than I did, but uh, yeah, I did eventually... Yeah, uh, the last episode. Yeah, I did eventually uh, go ahead and download that, and and uh, I have played some of it. I probably put, uh, I'd say I'd probably put like two hours into it of time, and uh, probably played about, I don't know, probably... 15 matches pretty okay. pretty easily and um got a pretty good sense for it and and what it's all about i've been i've been let's see i, I played a lot this past week I, I probably played oh gosh i i don't know how many games at this point maybe 40 to 50 games or so and i've gone up to the, the, i don't know what's called bronze level rank or whatnot yeah i'm a bronze uh, four or something right now yeah yeah so i, I think I, I feel like i've had a, a pretty good impression of the game at this point um how much money have you put into it yet you know i've only spent five dollars i did <laughs> the i did the uh the, the bundle pack the yes the intro pack for 4.99 which nets you what is it five and 19 boosters i think yeah, yeah. And, and they give you some of their in-game 2500 gems yeah the which gems is, are their in-game currency. Really yeah, so you, yeah, so you, so you either can get gold from which you earn through matches, or I guess you earn through the, um, what do they call them? It's winning, but it's it's through the, uh, what do they call them, quests? Or, or oh, whatever. daily quests. Oh, the daily quests and the uh, the other little little uh, goals that they have. Uh, and the gems, I think the gems, the only way to get the gems is either to buy them, or I think maybe you can win those through 
the drafting and the other actual events. Yeah, I haven't done any actual events yet, but um, that's my understanding as well. Gems are like currency, like like riot points for League of Legends or things of that nature. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, what did you what did you like about? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I there were several things that um, I did enjoy. Um, one was the uh, I found uh, deck creation very easy, so uh, no no trouble there. It was very simple, and um, I also found that. Uh, the games launched really quickly, and uh, I would, you know, you take it would take maybe 15 seconds to get into a game. Yep. So you get into a game very fast, and um, the gameplay I felt was reasonably good. You know, I, I thought it was relatively speedy. You could you could add stops when you wanted them, so it could you know pause before the end step, things of that nature. So yep. there were some some uh, levels of control that you could add that I I felt were warranted. And um, so those were my, my takeaway things. You know, I really just enjoyed how quick and easy it was to get into a game. I thought that was probably the strong suit. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, you know, I, I, like you said, I, I probably waited no more than 15 seconds to get into a game. And, you know, different, any different times of day, late at night, uh, it, it didn't really seem to matter. I could hop into a game fairly quickly um, and, and didn't have any problems with that. Um, you know, as you said, uh, the, you know, the Nash Page King was probably the, the strongest suit in that as far as the speed to, to get into a game. Um, I thought the overall interface was fine. It was, you know, easy to use. I, I thought it was still, you know, uh, I guess, not to get to it too twice, but just the, the, the steps I thought were still some room for improvement there and being able to stop it at different phases and that. Uh, I know initially I, I, it took me a little bit to understand where to put the stops, and uh, I did mess up a couple games because of that. Yeah, I think there's always a learning curve, no matter how easy they make it. That's always gonna some things are always gonna get missed. You know, exactly. A couple of times I did something similar where I thought only one creature was attacking, and then I failed to block properly, and you know, things of that nature. Uh, you know, but overall I felt the gameplay was good. I thought it was relatively fast. You know, I I think. I think it's a relatively good iteration. It feels a lot to me like the Duel of the Planeswalkers. I, I agree. On Steam. I agree. Yeah, it's very yeah. similar to that. Um, I like the little automatic pass button on the bottom. You could, if you were done, you could just hit pass, and it would pass your whole yeah. turn. Yeah. Um, and I think you know another good thing, and you can't overlook this, is that the whole thing was free. You don't have to spend any money on this if you don't want. You can just yeah. download it, yeah. and that's it. You can just play. Um, you know, I think maybe that that's a good segue into what you didn't like about it. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, I gotta say, I've got a big list of dislikes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the first one is is a little bit of a paywall. I think you're right; you don't have to pay, but I think like in order to play anything of reasonable, you know, you're not gonna get the cards that you want for free. You're not even gonna get close to it. And uh, nope. you know, I think unfortunately. Like, initially, I started playing, and, um, you know, you're, and you're getting matched up with people that have substantially more powerful constructed decks. They should start, like, with leagues for people that have the intro decks, I think. And um, because, you know, when you're sitting there with an intro deck, and they're matching you up with these guys, and they've got, you know... Uh, I, I played one game where this guy dropped two of those uh, those new black demons on me, and... All kinds of stuff. I was like, "This is a crazy with these Did mythic the drops." Star? Yeah, he dropped oh, the goodness. same game, and then he had one of those um, the Dude, sagas that was black, and 
had all these blockers and sacked them and made more six six flying demons. And an intro deck is not going to compete with that. So I, I really, no. I really only won like maybe thirty percent of the games played. You know, out of six games, I'd win two. And uh, and it was really, it didn't really come down to play. It was really just card availability. They had cards available, I didn't. Exactly. Yeah, I think that that kind of that sucks. They need a matchmaking system that basically matches tiered players at the same level or the same level of deck ability. You know, deck. I don't know. Somehow. Exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think you had kind of two points right there that were were really good. Was that you know the 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 paywall and the matchmaking system all fast seems to not work as far as. Skill they, just, they throw you in with somebody with a hugely powerful deck. I almost think maybe they should have a point system for decks. You know, like certain yeah. cards are certain points, and you know, like you could build a deck with five hundred points, or a thousand points, or ten thousand points, or unlimited yeah. points. Yeah. You know, just to just to match decks of similar point values together, so that you, you know that there's you know you know you're not facing you know turn one pelt collector, turn two the little elf that give you know the two yep. two hasty elf. Turn three, century, you know, so it's a, so before you know it, that pelt collector on turn three is like three, three trample, and he's already got two of them. And, exactly. Uh, uh, and they they need some better matchmaking system. Exactly. You're, you're not going to start off with an amazing deck like that. I mean, I think you get, what, five pre-constructed decks to start. And they're pretty awful. And, yeah, I would agree. I, overall, I think the decks were uh, they were pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Pretty bad. I'd say the green deck was, uh, I thought... The best, maybe the green and the red deck were maybe the best ones. Uh, other than that, I, I they're not remotely the competitive, though. So, you know, so that's the problem. They're they're not. They're not. You're not going to be very competitive with these introductory decks. You are going to have to get more cards. You're going to have to win games. You're going to have to complete the quests. You're going to have to open packs and slowly yeah. build to a deck that is actually competitive. You know, which brings us to another huge huge detractor: no trading. No consuming of cards to convert them into other cards. So you can't trade with your friends. You can't trade with strangers. There's no market for them other than buying gems and then buying booster packs. Exactly. And like, you know, there's eight cards in a booster pack. So it's not even 15 cards. And it's unfortunate that there's no way to trade to get the cards you want. Exactly. You know, if you're sitting there, you want some sort of mythic rare. If you're trying to build, for example, some deck that has four pelt collectors, you're going to open, like, you know, 200 packs of Guilds of Ravnica in order to get that, you know, and the packs are basically a dollar yeah. fifty instead yeah, of three dollars. How much money or how much grinding are you going to have to do to get that far? Oh, it, you you could never grind. No, impossible. You're, you're, so you're going to end up spending money on these cards and I hope think, that you get it. <laughs> I think winning ten games earns you enough of their in-game gold. To buy one booster pack yeah. by winning ten games, and they do they do have different rewards. So there's like the daily rewards, and like there's uh, every so many wins you can open a pack, and so that there are ways to get packs. I almost think that's just a way to keep you engaged and to keep you logging in every day. I think they try to, you know, try to keep you coming back for sure. more, so to speak. You know, just to just to keep your footprint active on the on the on the servers and playing. You know, because then it helps games start faster, which is smart. I don't yeah, disagree. Absolutely, with that. absolutely. I, I wish yeah. there was some way to trade. You know, exactly. Trade. How are you going to get these cards to your deck? You can't, there's no store to buy individual cards. You can't trade. 
You uh, couldn't even destroy cards. You can't like, you destroy couldn't, them. Yeah, to, to get other cards. Like, even if they had a trading down system where you destroy a rare to get an uncommon or destroy an uncommon to get a common or, you know, or, or some, some system to get cards you actually want. You're pretty screwed. You're, you're really are. I mean. You really are. For a game where the deck making is so critical and you have 60 card decks, you know. The, yeah. the, you need a way to acquire these cards. I mean, at, th at this point, you're really going to have to make something with the starting decks that you get or the ones you unlock because yeah. that gives you at least a theme and a set of cards to start with. So it's either you're going to build off of those and make improve them or you know recombine those to make different decks. But you know it's still it's still not going to be great. Not until you. It's going to take know, a while. Yeah. And then the really amazingly bad thing is. Once you've got a deck, so say for the sake of argument, you spend about a hundred U.S. dollars and get about two hundred packs worth. And um, actually, no, a booster pack's about a buck fifty, I think, is what it comes out to. So you're probably gonna need about two hundred boosters. So you're probably gonna have to spend about, you know, what is that, like a hundred and thirty bucks or something? Yeah, one hundred forty bucks, one hundred forty dollars. You're gonna get maybe a couple of decent decks, nothing great, and um, and those cards are gonna rotate. So you don't even have a way to get rid of them to trade them away to get new cards in standard, you know, exactly. so, yep. and they don't really have support for any, any eternal formats. They don't have any modern support. It's no. all standard all the time right now. And that may change, but, you know, at it, current, it's, it's, it's not. Exactly, and I guess one important note too. This is still an open beta, so I guess we're not even at the final version of whatever this is. So there there's, could definitely be more changes to come. I hope they add trading as one of yeah, the changes. Yeah, we need to be, yeah. do trading. And like I, I was looking at, well, I really wanted to make a Thalid deck. I'm like, okay, well, wait a second. I, I don't have any Thalid cards. I have a couple, maybe. Huh, how am I going to get any? I guess I won't. Get ready to open a whole bunch of packs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and there, there is an option. You can, in packs, get, what do they call them, wild cards? Uh, yeah. So you can convert them to a card, but I guess it's got to be a card that you already own. Yeah, you already have to own the card, and then you so... can make duplicate copies of that card, but you have to open like six booster packs to get one wild card. Exactly. So... There is a, a certain system to that, uh, yeah. so and so it's... many packs will get you a rare, and so many will get you a mythic, but... Uh... Yeah, that's a, that's a tough road to hoe right there. That's, that's... Exactly, exactly. So... I think, like you said, I mean, one of the best things about Magic is kind of the creativity of that and making decks and experimenting with that and trying new cards. And you really can't do any of that. Not, not really. Not easily, anyway. No, not really. So what else did you not like? Oh gosh, I, where, 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 where do I you where know, do I stop? On I, this got another, uh, I got another. I got another a whole biggie. bunch on my list. I, yeah. I know what you're gonna say. Go for it. <laughs> it's, the, it's the friend list. There's none. There's no friends. That, that is unbelievable. <laughs> you can't play against Freaking people you know. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, you want to play can't. with a friend? Sorry. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. It's funny because I've never, I can't remember the last time you couldn't have a buddy list in a game or, or even a chat list. You can't even chat with your friends online. You can't even see if they're online. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I can't, words cannot be found for this. Yeah. 
It's so yeah, that should have been a, 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 a must-have feature that should have been day one. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I don't know how they possibly got as far as they've gotten without having a buddy list of some sort. It, it is so egregious. It, it's that, like yeah. it's like having a telephone that doesn't have a uh, doesn't have a uh, a speaker so that you can hear from it. It's like <laughs> it's like why would you have a telephone without a speaker? You know, yeah, it is know. awful. It's crazy. I, I can't, I can't, I, I just can't understand it. I don't yeah. know why you wouldn't have that. It's truly unbelievable. It's like, it's like from the Twilight Zone. You'd think, oh, they're just wrong. That, that, that can't be. But no, yeah. like yeah. legit, <laughs> you can't talk to yeah. your friends. No, you, you can't play games against them. That, that's kind of the, one of the biggest things about you know card games and like this. You, it, really, any sort of games, you want to play the games with your friends. And, you know, and it's like it's a competitive card game with interaction of, with other humans. And you can't even interact with the players you're playing against. You can't even type to them. You I noticed that as well, as well. You, know? you can tell them like four things. Like yep. with these little emoticons or whatever. It's like, yeah. good game or well played. <laughs> I can kind you know? of see a little bit on that because then you screen out any of those trolling and people being nasty. But You know what though? In order to have a full-fledged experience, you need to have trolls. I think you still have to. I you have yeah. to expose yourself. You have to take to the good with the bad on that one. Yeah, you sure do. You can't just have no communication. No communication, no friend list, no buddies, no games with yeah. people you know. Terrible. You can't even communicate oh. with the people you are playing against. It's like a completely antisocial experience. You might as well be playing against bots. Exactly. Exactly. No. Just play against the computer because it's the yeah. same experience. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. You might as well be playing against bots and and be happy. Yeah. So. What a, what a They've got a long way to go. Yeah. And I'd say, I think in all the other uh, online versions that we played against, what is it like? There was Duels of the Planeswalkers. There was yeah. like, uh, what is it, M15, M16? Yeah. There like was every version. time, of course, that came out. Yeah, they had like a, their own other online version of that, and those all, as far as I recall, had oh, we had buddy lists player versus it. player on that. We had buddy lists. On yeah, this. and that was fine because we could well, play against each other. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we did that on those, but this uh, one, you know, I I really sincerely hope they intend to fix that. I I cannot imagine a system in which they would not. Yeah, but, uh, I, I think I mean, that, that just is... seems so improbable. Without a doubt, the biggest, I'd say, fault of, yeah. of this game. I'd say uh, that's number one. Number two is lack of trading and terrible, yeah, you know, card acquisition challenges. Like you said it's a collectible card game, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is, you exactly. can't collect. So, exactly. Uh, it's just, yeah. So it's a card so. game, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah. So I guess in summary, there were some good things. Well, one other thing I'd like to point oh, yeah. out before, before you hop into that just, um, is the different modes. So, I think in some of the previous ones, too, we had um, Two-Headed Giant mode. Um, yep. I think there might have been some others, too. Uh, yeah, there was uh, even, I think, like at one point, there might have been an Arch Enemy mode, even. Yeah. But you're right, there were different ways to play, and right now, not so many. They they added... Uh, well, let's singleton. See. They, they, they added have. Singleton. They have more events. That's something a little new. Yeah, they, they have, ways to, sell you more. They have and, ways to sell you packs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah. um, I, I like some of those other game modes. I, I thought those were fun. It's another way to, to you know, do team making and play online, uh, but not... 
I'm cautiously optimistic that they'll, that they will fix that as well. You know, I think right now maybe they're trying to funnel as many players as they can into the, into the, yeah, because they want, they want games to fire. They want people to stay engaged. They want to be able to test it to make sure there's not too many, you know, technical glitches. So I can understand why they don't want people sitting in queues for 20 minutes trying to get a brawl game going. You know, sure. So, sure. I, and I and I guess one other thing I had too is, um, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, I, I guess since this is open beta, I think the 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 verdict is still out on what's going to happen to the cards. The <sighs> good point. Budget. Yeah, good point. Are your yeah. cards gone? Are are we, do you get to keep the cards? What about money you've spent in the game? What's yeah. what's going to happen? happen? Yeah, that's a really good point. I don't know if they're going to reset after the open beta is concluded, or if you're going to get to keep the cards you collected. These are all very good questions, and they have not been forthcoming. You know, there have been, like, posts on Reddit of what, you know, people say is going to happen, but, you know, realistically, Reddit's just fully full of fools and <laughs> other, you know... Really, it's like a, a troll haven and you know, place for idi- internet idiocy. <laughs> Underneath like, the bridge somewhere. Yeah. Front page of the bridge. internet, as long as the front page is a butthole. Great <laughs> <laughs> like, creep. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, man. So, what, so what's your overall uh, verdict on? You know, I, I, I think realistically what I would play it just because it makes playing Magic really easy, really fast, and I could see myself hopping on for 20 or 30 minutes and just banging out a few games. I don't see myself putting a lot of money into it, and um, I just don't like the idea of digital cards that have no real-world value, no way to collect and enjoy them. So, I, you know, I could see myself spending maybe maybe 50 bucks, yeah. you know, over the lifetime of the product, so... I, I I totally agree with you. I mean, I I think this game would be great for a beginner, someone who's fairly oh, great for experienced or Again, needs big to plus. learn. Yeah, big yeah. Plus I, on I the think that would be great. Teaching people I how mean, to play. it gives you a little tutorial, yeah. and, and, and it was fast. Decent. Yeah. yeah, so you could be up and playing actual game uh, very quickly. Uh, I yeah. mean, you know, probably yeah. within a half hour, you'd be ready to go. Yeah, uh, it's not a bad way to teach new people to play. You know where you know because sometimes teaching people is tough. So you say, hey, you know what? People see you playing. You know, you you give them a deck. You say, here, here's a deck. They don't know how to play. You're like, oh, check out the Magic Arena. It's online. It's free. You know, you can you can learn how to play there, and then uh, we'll play. You know, exactly. I think a great teaching tool. Uh, I think for people who are more experienced or who are looking for other aspects of the game, like you know the collection or other game modes or anything like that, I don't really see the the appeal. Uh, you know, maybe a quick game here and there, like you said. Uh, but otherwise, I, I don't really know why it's going to hold your attention. Um, I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, and I really wonder too. What's where's the future of this this product? You know, I think they're just trying to move yeah. as many people as they possibly can onto it. You know, if they, I think we've talked about this before. If uh, you know, if they by the time they sell their booster boxes to distributors, they probably sell them for about thirty seven dollars. They probably sell them for about a dollar a booster pack. Yeah, and um, booster packs probably cost you know, 20 cents to produce. So they're probably generating 80 cents per booster pack, you know, and then they, so, you know, they could sell, 
you know, they can make 80 cents a booster pack selling to distributors, and then the distributors sell to stores, and the stores sell to, you know, to the consumer. So if they lost, you know, and, the, and if they say there's what, they say there's 8 to 12 million Magic players, you know? Yeah. So if you figure each player is going to spend, say, $100 a month on Magic cards, you know, and, you know they could lose 50% of every single every single paper magic player every single one they could lose half of all of them and you know if they keep half of their players they're still going to make more direct selling to the consumer for a dollar 50 a booster pack they're going to make twice as yep. much money as That's as they crazy. you know as That's they do now crazy yeah. so they could lose half of their customer base and uh, and I think that's why they'd want to do it. You know, they're sitting here thinking, "Wow, these terrible digital games like Hearthstone are eating our lunch." You know, and and um, they kind of are. And, yeah, and, and, exactly. you know, they're sitting here thinking we should have a piece of this pie. They really should have made Magic Online a decent product. Well, and they yeah, been, you know, I mean, you're, you're hopping absolutely. on the bus pretty late here in this yeah. arena. And they're just trying to bilk, bilk, bilk. And, you know, and, and like I said, it, you know, it's easier for them to change cards, to ban cards, to, you know, to, Absolutely. to, you know, it, it's so easy to just make a little change here, a little tweak there. Yep. You know, when a, in a digital, you know, format, you know, it's just, so, it's so cheap and so easy for exactly. them. Exactly. There's no exactly. cost of goods sold. There's no distribution costs. There's nothing. You know, they're just pr literally making money for free you know mm -hmm. other than other than product development costs they have no free other costs development i mean you do have some you know infrastructure costs with you know that's, server that's space true. and you know things like i that. think comparatively but, it's you know, you're yeah. right it's a drop in the bucket yeah absolutely and i i think overall there's no good reason why they haven't developed a quality online product that is competitive with some of these other ones other than just poor management. And exactly. I think that's you know, been kind of the history, I think, of Magic the Gathering online, is that it, it's just suffered from really so awful. It has a poor track record, is yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah, it's so awful. It's so poorly executed. And the Wizards has such a wretched re track record of producing a quality digital product, you know. Uh, or, and, and unfortunately, even a quality paper product at this point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can't get it right either way. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, if... if you know, if your goal is to, uh, you know, have your have your cards transform into, you know, tortilla chips an hour after you open them, <laughs> you know, then, uh, boy, they've got some uh, sets they'd like to sell you. Hey, you man. Know, got some Amonkhet here for you. Some, uh, <laughs> I mean, holy yeah, cow. Yeah, you so might get bad. some more value out of the chips. <laughs> you know, it's so bad that you almost wonder if it's intentionally bad, you know, where it's yeah. like... You know, we're going to make our stuff so bad that uh, people want to move online so that they migrate. Man, you know, I better gonna... go play Hearthstone. Yeah. <laughs> so awful. Exactly. Well, it comes back to, like, why? what's going to happen with this? I mean, is this just like Duels of the Planeswalkers or one of those other ones where, you know, it's around for, what, six months or whatever, yeah, and then it, that's it? Or is this going to be truly expanded into something else like is this is this their their future online product or is this... i think they're hoping to i think they're hoping it will be so okay. you know and i and i hope that they like i like we talked about integrate some better yeah. quality you know uh, capabilities they got a long ways to go though. they do they got a long ways to go it's it's not a full-fledged 
experience, you know, and to compete with established games like Hearthstone that do what Duel of the Planeswalkers does, but do, does it better, you need to offer the players what the players want. The players want to trade their damn cards. Exactly. So, you know. You know, you you have to give up some of those uh, functionality, uh, you know, even at You have to not want to rip... The rip every penny out of your consumer. You have to let the consumer get some value for their money. Exactly, exactly. I mean, and Hearthstone came out in 2014, and it's 2018 now. (laughs) So, you know, they had time. There's been time to to get online and get something like this, but. I I don't know. Got a long way to go. We'll see. I would not hold my breath, but. I'll say cautiously optimistic. How about that? Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens when it's fully released. So we'll we'll yep. check back in on that. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have some picks for the week? I do. I, I have a couple. Um, I'm gonna go, I'll go kind of quick. This is one from Guilds of Ravnica, a new one here. I, it just caught my eye the other day, and I I, I read the text, and then I was like, oh, this does sound like it has potential. Uh, this is Bounty Agent. It is a white creature card, human soldier, one colorless, one white mana, two two creature. Uh, it's a human soldier, vigilance. Sack him, sack the bounty agent to destroy target legendary permanent. That's an artifact creature or enchantment. The that's why it's that ability that really struck me from this this creature was because it it can be used to destroy a variety of things. Now, granted, they are it's very specific. It's, it's got to be legendary, but you know, in light of Dominara, which which had a ton of legendary things, and I'm sure more legendary stuff to come in the future. Uh, yeah. I, I could see this maybe as a sideboard card, maybe. Yeah, uh, it's not uh, a bad sideboard card. Yeah. yeah. Um, Seems to me like M19 had a lot of legendary stuff. They, a, they, quite a few legendary. Yeah. I think they were they busted out the new legendary border and whatnot. They, exactly. they wanted to highlight that by having a ton of legendary stuff. So I, I can see this guy. Right now he's going for about forty three cents. I, I can see him easily in the future going up maybe two dollars. Um Yeah, I'm seeing this sucker for a quarter online. Exactly, exactly. So I I think he's got potential. I, I you know, this is another one where I'm looking for unique abilities and that's a fairly powerful ability. Uh that has a very specific um, kind of target yeah. set. So yeah, not bad. I think he's not bad. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. He's got some great sideboard card there. I think. Yeah, I think, right I think that's where that. where he'd fit in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Is there something got, that's, um, what, what you, what's your first? So pick? my uh, my my first pick and uh, the pick that I. Um, that I that I am a little bit more confident about is um, a card that again great uh, I, I keep going back to commander and casual format cards and um, this is uh, Helm of the Host. And speaking of legendary, Ooh, this is a legendary great uh, card. Yeah, legendary equipment. Uh, speaking of legendary things, yep. and um, it's a four mana casting cost for uh, colorless mana, or void mana, as they say, and it says at the beginning of combat on your turn. Create a token that is a copy of the equipped creature, except the token isn't legendary if the equipped creature is legendary. So you can, essentially, every turn you're getting a free copy of, uh, of your best creature. Excellent card. Yeah. That creature powerful. Gains, that creature gains haste 
and does not leave at the end of the turn. So super powerful. It's so so good. And um, again, I, I cannot think of a uh, a commander deck really that doesn't want this, unless it's a creatureless deck. Yeah. Every deck wants this card, and um, it's a little pricey to, to equip. It's five to equip, yeah. but man, is it worth it! So this card is currently going for uh, a little under three dollars. So um, yeah, I've already uh, pulled the trigger on these. I, I do have a playset now, and I'm looking to get another, but I'm going to wait until I. Um, I'm hoping to pick them up around two fifty. It's a Dominaria card, so. Yeah. Uh, I'm, really it's recent. pretty recent, and I know that Dominaria boxes are sitting in droves in distributors, uh, yeah. in distributorships. So um, I want to say, uh, I want to say that um, I think that's a good, great card. A lot of fun to play. Casuals love it, and uh, I think casuals have it when it comes to long-term value. I think, yeah, I think that's going to be a great card. Definitely going to go up. Um, it reminds so. me a lot of the Mimic Bat in a way. It does. I think it's, yeah, yeah, it does. The mimic that's really good. I think that's when creatures die. You can when it dies, you can yeah. put it on the vat and make copies of it. This yep. one doesn't require the dying. Although I guess it's only your creatures, where the vat could potentially be anybody's creature. Oh, but, it could be. Yeah, but great, still great very card. good. Very good though. Yeah, excellent. I'm gonna cheat a little bit and do two together because they're they're almost. They feel to me opposites of each other. Um, so this will be my, my last two picks here. Uh, the first one from Corset 2019, Isolate. It's one white mana. It's an instant. It's a rare card. Exile target permanent with converted mana cost one. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, when I saw this, I know some people I, I talked to in the draft, uh, when the pre-release when this comes out, oh, this is terrible. This is why, why would I ever use this kind of card? I'm thinking Aether Vial. Is the Aether Vial one? A-E-T-H-E-R. Is the Aether Vial like a uh, one mana casting cost card? Let me look at the Aether Vial. That's a good question. It is. The Aether Vial is a one mana casting cost card. Remember, target permanent. So yeah. it, it'll get rid of whatever. I, I think, I, I agree that it's it's very specific. You know, it's this is going back to the specific things. But this is also another thing we've never seen, I think, anything quite like this. Yeah, where this is a good card. It's it's one it for rid of mana dorks. And it yeah. gets rid of any little little things. Yeah. Uh, it could be artifacts, it could be creatures, enchantments, whatever. Yeah, it's this is get great. Rid of My first target for this would be to get rid of an Aether Vial. Yep. Aether Vial is really the, the entire way that like some of these merfolk decks and things like they it's their entire gas so you could just jack that right away exactly you, you, you've got the game on lock you know exactly. any of these little weenie decks or something yeah you can any ramp technique or yeah yep so that's that's take, great get rid of it and for going for 55 cents or less uh it's gonna go up i yeah. I, I, I think it's definitely gonna go up in the future take a look and see how much these boys are going for let's see uh oh gosh Let's see. Isolate course at 19. Oh, okay. I was looking at the pre-release. Yeah. Holy cow. You can get some of these for about a, less than a quarter. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, boy. This is going on my buy list today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be sucking some of these. I now. mean, these are... You're going to use it. And the the other side of the coin, from the exact same set, from course at 19, it almost feels to me like the, the black version of this, Infernal Reckoning, uh, which is one black mana, instant, and it's exile target colorless creature. You gain life equal to its power. Oh wow! So it, 
It's similar. Great against Eldrazi. That's exactly, and maybe that yeah. was an answer to Eldrazi. So goodbye, big Eldrazi. Oh, you that know, is great. You're you're gone. You're any sort of colorless creature. Goodbye. It's it's a very harsh and and quick way to both remove it and gain life out of it. So and for one, I mean, once again, I I can see this maybe more as a sideboard card uh, the, that you're going to hang on to and then use as needed. But still, being able to get rid of something, a colorless creature for one at instant speed is great. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's uh, a good one. You know what? This is really juicy because you could sideboard against, you know, artifact strategies, yep. you know, things of that nature, like a worm coil engine or something. Like, oh gosh, this is, this is pretty good too. Exactly, exactly. So they're very similar two cards. This one's going for 28 cents or so. Uh, you, you can't beat that. You can even see in the picture the the giant demon is crushing a little Eldrazi in his, his hand. Oh, in his art. Oh, so, nice. yeah, so that's almost intentional. That it this, looks like, yeah, you're right. That, that this was oh going to be used God. for that. So, I, I'd say pick up both sides of the coin here. Get the Isolate and get the Infernal Reckoning. Wow, that is that is some juicy stuff. I really like both of those picks a lot. My uh, my final pick is not as exciting a pick, but um, I think it's actually a useful pick. And I think, um, you know, a lot of times I go back to lands, you know, lands, lands, lands. So this land, it has a, a not a unique effect, but the only other time that this effect has 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 um, we've seen it is in a commander anthology commander product. And this card that I'm looking at is from core 19 and it's called Detection Tower. Oh, yeah. So the Detection Tower is going for about 75 cents. It does not come into play tapped, so you can generate a void mana from it immediately upon it hitting the battlefield. And you can pay one and tap it. And until the end of your turn, all of your opponent's creatures and your opponent themselves lose hexproof. So, and can't regain hexproof. So, basically... It's a way to remove hexproof as a keyword ability from their creatures, and uh, so let's see. So under turn your opponents and opponents yeah, and creatures. So, so your opponents and their creatures lose hexproof. So it, it, it's it, the only other time we've seen something similar again was a commander anthology card called An Arcane Lighthouse. Arcane Lighthouse does the exact same thing, except doesn't. It only applies to the creatures and not to the opponent. It says okay. it, for, until end of turn. Creatures your opponents control lose hexproof and shroud, so it gets rid of shroud and hexproof. Mm. Although shroud is not a keyword mechanic that that Wizards is printing on cards anymore. I didn't know if you were aware of that. Oh no, I haven't heard that. So, they've switched entirely over to hexproof for okay. years now. So there's yeah. no more shroud as a keyword mechanic. So okay. that's more of a legacy uh, ability. So in all, and and so that card for a lightly played version is of three dollars. So the detection tower is seventy-five cents, and it removes the hexproof from your opponent. And uh, so I, I think this card will probably creep up over time. So I, seventy-five no, I cents. I agree with that. So I think you know, in a couple of years, I would say this card will probably be just like the arcane lighthouse. The arcane lighthouse is about three bucks, and um, and that came out in Commander twenty fourteen. So I would say in about three years. I would say the detection tower is probably going to be, you know, similarly costed. I actually think the the detection tower is slightly better. So, however, 
you know, more available. So there is always. Yeah. That. I can see it now too. I, I'm curious if, uh, if it's on any of the sideboards here for, uh, and Oboggles is kind of a big, big deck and it's been around yeah. where you're yeah. having all hex booth creatures. I mean, this seems to be perfect against that. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> yep. So that's, that's, yeah. yeah I think that's a solid pick. I think it's definitely going to go up. Yeah, I think over time it's one of those sure shots. So yep, very good. So awesome. uh, so I guess in summary, uh, I had uh, the Helm of the Host from Dominaria, four mana casting cost, and I had the uh, Detection Tower, which is a land, no casting cost, and you had uh, the Infernal Reckoning, one mana casting cost from M nineteen, and the um, oh gosh. Isolate from Isolate. M19 Soft. as well. M19 as well. Very good. And uh, the Bounty Hunter from right. um, the new set, uh, Guilds of Ravnica. Guilds, yeah. Yes. Very good. So uh, I think that about covers our, uh, that, uh, our episode. That covers for the- it. Yeah. But uh, good chatting, and uh, yeah. we'll be in touch until next time. May your picks always be profitable. Have a good right. day. See you guys.